Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Good morning to you, Doug Gottlieb, Dan Beyer, the whole crew in for Dan Danettes. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. I can still say Merry Christmas. I know it's a day after Christmas. We've we've done this before, filling in, and even on my show, which is, it's not like the price is right now. Like, you can go a day over and still say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a great day. Um, Dan, you like me, gigantic sports fan. Did you have a great day with your, um, yes, with your family yesterday? Yes, it was magnificent. I did feel bad on how much I was glued to the TV of the NFL action at some point. Uh, most of my wife's side of the family really doesn't care about sports or at least the NFL. So there was a little guilt factor in there, but, uh, I thought the games provided us with a lot of great drama, a lot of great excitement, and yeah, Christmas was great in our household. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you got just enough NFL football. Matter of fact, the game that was you know that you built up what you thought would be the best game was was the worst game, was the least competitive of the games. And and oh yeah, by the way, we also had NBA basketball, which was just incredibly overshadowed by the NFL. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see you know next year as Christmas works back midweek if. The NBA can kind of take back Christmas Day, if you will. I'm sure there were bowl games. Nobody cares about bowl games anymore unless you are a complete degenerate, right? Because you you don't know who There weren't. Them. There was nothing yesterday, so we uh, were good I, yesterday. I'm in over the weekend. Yeah. Like today's, a, today's a Tuesday. People checked out Friday. Right? I know. I, well, there were, there were some on. There were none on Christmas Eve because of the full NFL slate. So they wrapped up the Hawaii Bowl, I believe, was the last one on Saturday night. Speaking of, like, doesn't the full NFL slate on Sunday. Matter of fact, there were games on Saturday as well. They feel like ages ago. Uh, yeah. You know? I know. Ages I know. ago. Like Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> when did that happen? Last month? Last year? <laughs> the no. Rams beating the Saints feels like it was last year. It and really that was, does. That was the Thursday was that night one? game. Was that week one? Yeah. That was, that, was, that, was that what that was? Oh. All right. Let, let's get to the what, what we got to start with, which is... The last thing we saw were the two best teams we saw, and it was a debacle for the Niners. Let's just, I mean, is that, I don't think that's crazy. That's, that, that'd be the one, that's embarrassing considering how many of us had heaped so much praise on this team overall and 
How many had will go to the mattresses for Brock Purdy as MVP? And look, bad games happen. They're not all his fault, but dude, that was a complete clunker. A complete clunker. Four interceptions. And then Sam Darnold comes in, throws a touchdown, throws a pick of his own late. Five total interceptions. So, of course, now the the odds towards the MVP, if you care about that thing, flip. Um, and by the way, with the Cowboys, again, the Cowboys' loss was the night before, right, to the Miami Dolphins. We need to get that with the Eagles' win. Okay, so the Eagles kind of still hanging around for home field. And the Niners now um, letting us know that they're beatable. But the big thing was the, the four interceptions from the quarterback. Here's Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the Niners, sing, summing up the loss. I thought our defense came out ready to go and we're doing a decent job and they only can do it for so long. I thought the way we were struggling on offense in the third quarter um, led to some missed tackles. I think we gave five first downs on penalties today. Um, saw all that happen. So, no, I'm not going to sit and say they're demoralized or anything. I just, we weren't very balanced throughout our whole team today. Uh, here's Kyle Shanahan on the five turnovers and, and the lack of production with the run. You know, I thought we came out hard ready to go you know offense defense special teams but um you know for that first half when you have those three turnovers um and you do those things and you miss some opportunities and you're down 16 to 12 you got not much to show for i thought we blew a bunch of opportunities in that first half and the second half when you know that third quarter was a rough one and then unraveled after that so anytime you got five turnovers over 100 yards and penalties um that's how it should be well, okay, so let's get into this, Dan, because yeah. I think there is there is a Lamar discussion, and the game became a blowout late, but if you watched that game, and I know you did, uh, it wasn't like he was really sharp to start the game, um, and I thought the Niners' defense was excellent. I thought the Ravens, you talk about not taking advantage of opportunities, they could really do very little with all those extra opportunities. I mean, the fact you have three first-half turnovers and you're only down four, um, kind of shows that, that the Ravens weren't able to run away and hide. But but instead of making it about the Ravens, let's how much of this is a bad game? How much of it is Brock Purdy's ceiling for you? Yeah, this is obviously it was a bad game. Uh but this is part of the problem I think that with the NFL is not that the Niners were bum slayers because they handled the Cowboys with ease they you know went to Philadelphia, dominated them. But when you get a defense like this, and there are very few in the National Football League, Doug, that have what Baltimore does and will hit you in the mouth, somewhat similar to even what the, the 49ers can do. Uh that's that's different. And and that's why, you know, your your point about using it of a debacle for the 49ers, it's a it's a hard word. It's a it's a heavy word. But it, it may be apropos because it took it, I think it took a bit of the invincibility shield off of them. And then when you go to Brock Purdy and you think of just the plays that the Ravens were making, you're right. It, it was a close game. Uh, the Niners defense, I think, does have issues, but there was a sense of maybe bending don't break because they were put in such awful situations. And Brock Purdy last night just never closed a gap that the 49ers needed to close because of how much the Ravens were better than they were last night. And I think that's what was so, you know, what, the thing that shines the most. You know, Lamar, you're right. Lamar wasn't pinpoint perfect last night, but some of the plays that he made when they needed to, uh, you know, third down scrambles, avoiding the rush, 
Yeah. Man, it's just, it's a different story. You're right. I mean, look, and this is my point, okay, to the, to all the, the Brock Purdy truthers out there, if you will, right? Which is, I'm not saying he's not playing great up until obviously yesterday. And I'm not saying he's not a starting caliber quarterback. He's good. And, and look, part of it is the, the NFL misses on guys. They just do. You know, you missed on Tom Brady to some level. You missed on Joe Montana. We go through and, um, you know, you can say they missed on Jalen Hurts, although I, I do think that some of the flaws of Jalen Hurts this year um, show you why he was a second-round pick and, and by many people's boards a third-round pick. Like, look, Brock Purdy was – it was Mr. Irrelevant, but it wasn't like people were screaming like, hey, how come you haven't taken Brock Purdy yet? You know, we he, we saw him at Iowa State, if you watched – he was good, and he lifted that program early in his career to heights that no one expected. But then when people expected things of him, he did not have a good year last year. He did not have a great year last year, which is kind of what this is. like. If you expect him to play at an elite level for a long period of time in the NFL, one, based upon his lack of experience, he's probably not ready. And then two, like that's just a different level of football. I can't explain it any other way. And and, and the NBA is probably the, the greatest example. You know, we see things change dramatically in the playoffs, but sometimes there's these big NBA games. It's, it's like the Lynn Sanity thing, right? It's like for, for two weeks, Jeremy Lynn dominated the NBA. And I, I'll never forget this. Right? You remember the game that really ended Lynn Sanity? No. Which, what was they it? went to Miami and they played the Heat. And, and I, I only remember it because... Uh, my buddy Matt Holiday was in in spring training. He's like, "Hey, do you know anybody with some tickets?" Finally, we got around to get him two tickets. It was a hotter ticket than the NBA Finals. He said Floyd Mayweather walked in with like seven other dudes and sat, <laughs> and like seven bodyguards and sat in the front row holding a lot of cash. Like it was a who's who, and you know it was like the Heat. It, you know, if you it was almost like what Jordan and Pippen did to Tony Kukoc in the in the first Olympic Games thing, right? It's like the Heat were picking on Jeremy and like, we're going to end this thing right right now. It's just a different level of basketball. That, that's what this is. Now, I think he can play. But I also think that what you see from Lamar Jackson just has a cheat code with the athleticism. And he has a, you know, he, he's got some skilled dudes. But, like, what what is the cheat code? It's his I guess his accuracy, but he has to he has to guess and guess early. And the Kyle Hamilton interception, the first interception, is the perfect example of that. You know, Aikman kind of gave a pass. It's like, well, when it's your third read, like, no, it's pretty easy actually. Even to the to layman, Troy, you know that, right? As soon as he gets released by the linebacker, that's when you hit him. Um, and but you know, again, part of that is when you're having to process and guess instead of, you know, being so quick and so reactive and having just a laser cannon of an arm to sneak it in there. So I, I again, I like last week, I, Niners fans drug me because I said, Hey, I thought there's about 15 quarterbacks in the NFL that could at least 15 quarterbacks that could do what he's done this season because it's such an incredible roster. And I, I keep being told that I'm wrong. And yet when you're out without McCaffrey, without Trent Williams, the picks become a problem. And then last night in a, in a standalone game when a very good defense gets a chance to prepare. And again, like, not everyone is on him, but at some point they're on him. 
and four is a gigantic number. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were marching up and down the field and they were, you know, tip balls in the end zone. Like, no, nah, that's how it happened. They looked, uh, with the exception of that, a couple of McCaffrey runs and a couple of completions, they, they looked like a shell of themselves against the Niners defense, against the Ravens defense. The four interceptions that he threw were all completely different. There was the, the one that was the least of his fault was when the his arm was hit when he was throwing. Right. That nothing you could do about that one. The line, the line wasn't great last time. By yeah, the line, you know what? That's that's not his fault. The one that he threw on the the deflection that Hamilton picked off uh, after the scramble shows. You know, we raved about Brock Purdy throwing across his body and stuff like that. But that was a play where he was under pressure last night. Then ended up forcing a ball. Bad decision. That's his fault. You talked about the first one of the read that uh, Hamilton got in, near the end zone. Bad read. The one that I point out to was when they were, it was early second quarter, and he was just throwing a little out past the Debo, and the blitzing corner came in and deflected it. This was the problem with the Purdy argument, is in those Eagles games, when you're throwing the ball out into the flat, and you give it to Debo, and Debo runs 50 yards. It looks like it's a 50-yard touchdown pass from, from Purdy. Last night, the only reason why that play doesn't work is because Brock Purdy did not throw the ball where it needed to be. That's it. That's plain and simple. And that So you have all these interceptions. If you want to break it down and give him a pass, if he catches, Debo catches that ball and takes it to the house, Doug, we're saying to ourselves, man, what a, what a job by Brock Purdy. But he was the only one that couldn't mess up what he did and he did in that instance, and it ended up costing him. With Dan Byram, Doug Gottlieb, Stan Patrick, show here at Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so does this change your outlook in the NFC? In the NFC, no, because I don't think that there's another team that can play defense like the Ravens. I don't know there's another team in the NFL that can play defense like the Ravens against the Niners, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, as a whole, yes. In the NFC, no. I, I don't. I don't think that Dallas. I think Dallas has got bigger issues. I think Philadelphia has got issues. This is a Giants team that they dominated, and they should have dominated yesterday. They completely let them back into the game. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. stuff there. There's 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 a lot with them there, and and it feels like the Tommy it, DeVito era maybe maybe over there as well. And the Niners, by the way, still hold the tiebreaker for the best record. Uh, all three teams, eleven and four, right now: Lions, Eagles, and Forty ers So if San Francisco wins out, Commanders and Rams, their their final two games, they'll have home field in the first round by. So that's why it doesn't change. Um, what? Uh, I, and I guess Kyle Hamilton's knee is okay, but man, I mean that Ravens defense is so nasty. Man, were they were they flying around there? That was. I, I I know Niner that the Niners have had some offensive line issues at times, but I mean they couldn't do anything with that defense. Holy cow! I was an, that's an impressive group. Huh. And like we said, it's a different level of football, so it it feels it feels bigger and feels even more dominant now. Um, so what you're saying is in the in the scenario that the the Niners play the Ravens in the Super Bowl, that changes your perspective but not in the NFC. Correct. Okay. I still think that the Niners, um, you know, as bad as, the, bad as the Chiefs lost, and they've got a lot of issues, um, you know, may, maybe there's something in Kansas City. Who knows? Uh, I don't think the Dolphins could match up with the Niners, but yeah, in the NFC, nothing's changed. That's how big that game was last night. I mean, Kansas City loses at home to the Raiders. 
the the Cowboys lose to the Dolphins, and right now I'm like, we'll we'll get to that, you know. But the 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 Ravens Niners game was at that level of hype, that level of game, and the buildup of this long, long, long Christmas weekend Thursday, Saturday, Sunday into Monday gave us so many thoughts going into the next week in the NFL. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. 
It, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Yo, good to see you, buddies, pals. What's up? Hey, good morning, Cavino and Rich, and for Dan Patrick, Steve Cavino from Union, New Jersey, out here in my hometown, visiting the fam. The fam bam. You're home for the holidays, bud. Uncle Joe wants to see Godzilla tonight. I don't have the heart to tell him that. I really don't want to go. <laughs> I don't I'm care. Like, I'm, here for, I'm here for a few days, dude. Think I, I want to go see Godzilla? Come on. Get out of <laughs> I here. I want to sacrifice my night doing that. But, you know, family, a blessing, and a curse. Yeah, Godzilla on a throwback Thursday. It's a real We have movie. lots to get to. Is it good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet, but all of my friends have raved about it. I haven't heard anything about it, but hey, I, I loved it growing up, so I'll keep you posted. We're live from the Mercedes-Benz Studios. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling's all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQS. And this year, resolve to keep your family safer than ever with Simply Safe. As we said earlier, Rich has a bat. I have uh, <laughs> nothing, really. Uh, and again... Dan Patrick trusts Simply Safe in his own home, recommends it all the time. Save 20% on your new system with a fast protect plan by visiting simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Well, we're going to get to that Cam Newton Debo story in a second. A couple phone calls, but I want to say that I hope you had a better night than Brooke Lopez. And I bring this up because, hey, listen, the Bucks won by over 20. But you ever have one of those days, and it goes under the radar because – Let's say at the bigger picture, everything was fine at work. Or for an athlete, the team still wins, so your crap performance doesn't matter. Like, if a guy strikes out four times, Cavino, but it, but his team wins, does it really matter? Hey, if you cough up the ball, if you fumble, but your team wins. It softens eh, the blow. It softens the blow. Brooke Lopez had two points last night. He was 1 for 7, 0 for 6 from three-point range. And I just saw a highlight where right before halftime, Danny, did you see this or not? The headbutt? Yeah. It was a, someone heaved up the ball to try to get that last second shot before halftime. It bounced off the backboard. And to show off his football skills, his soccer skills, Brooke Lopez gives the basketball like a pretty impressive headbutt. And they teed him up. They gave him a technical foul. And, and, he, and he's like, are you serious? A- apparently against the rules. But, you know, the, I guess one of the officials was being uh, the fun police and said, no, you can't do that. So... He got teed up in the videos on social media, and I'm like, really? Got a technical foul for a little headbutt of the ball? Sounds like he improvised a little bit a la Paul O'Neill's famous clip. Paul O'Neill kicking the baseball? Yes. Might be. It's on his wiki, too. It's like, uh, you know, bats bats lefty, uh, kicks righty. Paul O'Neill, as a red before he joined your Yankees dynasty, that clip of him playing the outfield, kicking the ball on a line drive back into the infield might have been one of the most impressive plays I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's a good one. It's a good one, for sure. All right, let's say what's up to Chuck in Illinois. Chuck, you're on with Kavino and Rich in for Dan Patrick. What's up, man? Hey, Kavino and Rich. What up? Uh, what up? Brooke Lopez, best backup to Giannis. Uh, they're going to win the NBA this year. They could. I, they uh, very well could. They could. Hey, uh, called in to talk about uh, your thoughts on somebody throwing a drink on you as a red, red-blooded American male. Yeah, I always think back to Malice in the Palace, 
and run our tests as he was celebrating the game, was laying on the bench and got a drink poured on him and uh, yeah. proceeded to go into the stands and clear the crowd. Is a drink thrown in your face? Kavino, is that a top five insult? Is that is that on the top, top five, five list? Top five. Being spit on is number one. You know, someone putting their hands on you is uh, is up there as well. Danny, know it's also, you know what's also on it? I but saw, who does that? I saw someone do this to Kavino once, and that was a little tussle once back in our 20s. You ever have someone mush you where they don't punch you, but they put their hands on your head and, like, shove you back uh, like a little mush? They sun you. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that, disrespectful. That's disrespectful. But, yeah, dr- hey, drink drink throwing has caused uh, some problems in the past. Uh, let's go to Phoenix, a, a different Chuck. What's up, man? Kavino and Rich. Morning, guys. Hey, um, talking about this one-hit wonder, uh, great stand-in quarterbacks, this is a little old school, but you guys have uh, uh, haven't mentioned the most important, the best one ever, and that's uh, Clint Longley on uh, Thanksgiving Day, 72 or 73. Yeah, I was just uh, I was just a uh, glimmer in my dad's huevos at that point. I was not I was not alive in the seventies. Same, but thanks for sharing. Man. But hey, if, if you, I, I trust you on that one. But as far as backups go, that really lit it up. You got to think of like guys like that left a fun little impact, like a Minshew. What about Foles won a Super Bowl when we were kids? Jeff Hostetler stepped in with that mustachio for Phil Sims. You don't feel like it was as prominent. I don't know if the quarterbacks were just more resilient or what. It's like Rodney Pete comes to mind, and he was a you know he was a starter at one point too. But you remember him as a backup. Like you don't remember a lot of the backups from your childhood, do you? For my favorite team. Rich Gannon was a backup and yeah. a journeyman, and when he came to Oakland, found his place, lit it up, found his spot, and wrecked shop. Do you remember the forty nine the forty niners at one point? Nick Cope knows because he's my guy. He's a Niners fan. You were this was before your time, Nick. But during the Montana Steve Young battles, there was a point where they both got hurt, and the Niners were going to guys like. Steve Bono and Elvis Gerbeck and there's there's Elvis Gerbeck. Remember Elvis does that name ring a bell? Elvis yeah. Gerbeck, but you're right, Kavino, you're right. I don't know if it was guys that maybe they played more hurt because they were scared to lose their job, but when we were kids and they got hit harder, which would that makes sense when you think right, about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what makes it ironic. You you when you think back, you're like, how were they not more prominent then? Well, I'm I'm just amazed with this season cuz we could have the most magical run in that He's a backup. He was a starter, but Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, man. Is that 11 a... years later, getting signed off the street, middle of the season, and he's got the Browns. They're almost about ready to go to the playoffs. Yeah, they're they going to clinch. They're going to clinch tonight. The Browns are going to clinch a playoff spot tonight. I think they can make tonight. a deep run. I think they can make a deep run in the AFC. He, and, he literally, Rich, was at the drop-off line at his kid's school. When he got the call. That, and <laughs> and it crazy. just shows that, yo, if, if you know how to play, right? If it, he mentally knows how to play. And physically, he was still there, stayed in shape. Joe Flacco's a great story this season. And honestly, with a with a team and a league with so much parity, it's not shocking, Kavino, to say, I could see the Browns in like the divisional championship rounds of the playoffs. They could uh, absolutely. Yeah, no question. Like if team, you, he's, and he's the perfect fit for that squad right now. That defense is good. He's adjusting to the offense. That yep. defense is not good. They're great. He, he's always had that arm, and having a guy like Amari Cooper who can take the top off and an offensive line that can protect him, that's the magic sauce right there. And I, I saw an article about Flacco saying how, hey, this is it. Let's be honest. Deshaun Watson's coming back, so there's no little pipe dream. 
with all that money tied up for Deshaun Watson, and it's Deshaun Watson. He'll get his job back. So, Kavino, the, the whole sentiment was this really is a, a one-and-done for Flacco. How far could you go? Yeah, because but he'll be 4-1 this... after tonight. Oh, yeah. If, no. if, again, there's no guarantees this year, but, again, the Jets are at Cleveland. You think he has that one in the bag. Yeah, and, you know, you, you look at that and say, hey, does Flacco keep playing or is he done after this? Does, is this his one last rendezvous or does he say, hey, look, everyone, I still got gas in the tank. I want to play because it's not going to be for Cleveland. That's a fact, right? Deshaun Watson will be back. It's not going to be there. So it's a matter of is, this someone, is someone going to say, hey, you know what? Come with us. Or is it a let's see what he could do. This is a final farewell for Joe Flacco. How do Jets fans feel watching the Browns? Isn't this an indictment on the Jets? <laughs> it it shows you that they had him sitting at yeah. third string doing nothing, they, and they chose like Mike Brown, Mike White, and you know Zach Wilson, and they really had nothing to do with Flacco. No, the day after Aaron Rodgers had that injury, we said, "Go get somebody at least for us NFL fans, so we could see something on all in all these primetime games you're scheduled for." In the Jets, Rich, you, you said, hey, maybe they have something in Zach Wilson that and we just don't know what it is, but it didn't pan out that way. Ugh. I just can't imagine being a Jets fan right now because Flacco and other guys you had him. You were had, there you for had, the taking. You had it's Flacco. Tough, but Danny, but they, it's all about the fit. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. We say it all the time. Is this the right fit or not? Danny, they brought in Tim Boyle because <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers wanted him there. Simeon but, and Boyle and all these people. You're right. And, and Flacco never up for consideration. And the interesting part we're forgetting sometimes is Joe Flacco won it all for the Ravens, who uh, I don't think enough people are thinking like, oh, yeah, their most hated rival, the Browns, the team that left, picked up and left, right? It's amazing to think that the Cleveland fan base and Flacco has commented on how he's shocked and loves the fact that Cleveland embraced him because Cleveland would be one of the last places that you would think would embrace a guy that won for the Baltimore Ravens. And I've I grew up in like in Toledo, like it's split 50-50 Browns Lions fans. I I grew up when the Browns originally left Cleveland. That hatred runs deep. It still runs deep. Nobody has ever forgiven that team leaving Cleveland and basically driving the Browns franchise into the dumpster up until basically about right now. Yeah. So if it, he puts up a big game, Rich, really solidifying his case for comeback player of the year. No, no and doubt. And if you're comeback player of the year, I think you may have solidified another year in the league. If he wants it, I can't imagine him not wanting it, right? Yeah, why wouldn't he? Even if he's holding a, a clipboard next year, he's getting paid. Well, he is 38. Like, this could, I, I don't know how many more years he has yeah. in him. And I, I'm sure he's got to be thinking, again, as you said, he got signed literally off the street. I mean, you you take what well, you he wasn't on a get. he wasn't in a tent under the one hundred and one. Oh, no, like, I, I know <laughs> he wasn't like playing for nobody. But he could be a, a good bridge guy next season for a kidding? team that drafts a young quarterback. You're right. Uh, Matt in Minnesota hit us up, Cavino, and he said Vikings rode with Case Keenum all the way to the NFC Championship game back in 2018. Keenum threw the Minnesota miracle, the Minneapolis miracle, to Stephon Diggs. We forget that. So. Keenum had a run. Do you remember that time where the, the Vikings like, oh, should we go with Bridgewater, Keenum? And they yeah. and none of it really worked out. But yeah, they 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 had Keenum go on quite a little run there. So there you have it. Some uh Joe Flacco thoughts. Now, Cam Newton. I know you were saying earlier in the week, Kavino, he he's rubbing you the wrong way, and I don't blame you. I agree a hundred percent. It's just again, 
former MVP, a guy that made it to the Super Bowl, not to take anything away from the dude, right? A difference maker, but loves to call out Brock Purdy for being a game manager. And I'm like, dude, well, he still manages to have a job, and he still is managing a potential Super Bowl appearance. He's still in the running to potentially win a Super Bowl where Cam Newton is not. And I feel like all of his antics and the way he plays the game is why he's not playing right now. So I feel like he's one of the last guys to talk about this. And it's it's the place he's coming from, meaning when it comes to Purdy, it's all from a really negative place. You know, instead of being like, wow, it's a really good story. The Mr. Irrelevant story is a great story whether you like it or not. Is he the difference? No. Is he doing a great job? Yeah. Did he have a bad game? Yeah. But for whatever reason, he's been so outspoken. And when it, again, when it comes from him and he's wearing that ridiculous hat, it just makes it even more <laughs> annoying and hateable. Yes. It's Agreed. like somebody shut this guy up. He's got a, you know, he's got a little circus hat on and his grandma's scarf around his head. And it's like, Jesus, dude. It's just coming from a, a negative place, and it rubs people the wrong, rubs me the wrong way sometimes. And everyone's entitled to their opinion, but he's been doubling down on the Brock Purdy thing, as a lot of people have, for a minute. And again, hey, dude, I don't think being a game manager is such a bad thing when you have superstars. Your job is to manage those superstars. And I think Brock Purdy's done a good job of that, except for maybe last week. And, of course, they had that skid. But... I know it didn't rub your boy Debo the right way either. Well, now, there's, a, there's a real funny story about a beef between Cam Newton and yeah, Debo, the, the, but is it really a beef? Well, the time, here's the timeline. So, you know, we're all hearing what Cam Newton's saying. Debo was hanging with Kay Adams on her show. And, of, Adams. of course, it comes up. Hey, Debo, you see what Cam's saying about Brock Purdy. So then Debo responds with, first of all, Cam, stop texting my phone, bro. You were like a fan of mine two weeks ago. You wanted me on your podcast after talking about my quarterback, which is funny to me. So Debo calls out Cam saying, yeah, Yo, you're talking a lot of smack. Stop texting me then. I thought you were a fan of what I did. Pretty much insinuating, you know, let's be honest, calling out Cam a little bit like, yo, you're blowing me up. You're texting me. Meanwhile, you're talking smack. Yeah, don't talk out to both sides of your mouth here. And this is a long clip by Cam, so I'm gonna, I'll ask you to stop it throughout throughout it, but take a listen to Cam's response. He does a little video while he's sitting in his car. I feel like what everyone does, right? <laughs> take a listen. I love this day and age that we're in because it gives so many people opportunities to kind of speak on things in real time, right? Something that just hit my desk in regards to Kay Adams. I love her, by the way. Need to get her on 4th and 1 uh, for sure. But she kind of stretched the truth when, when talking to Debo Samuels in regards to the ha-ha-ha or Cam said ha-ha-ha. I used the monocle emoji basically saying, like, what's going on here? Not to retract my statement. Uh, pause it, I, pause it, pause it. He's insinuating when he did the monocle emoji, that wasn't like, ha-ha, told you so, pretty stinks. He's saying... Well, he threw up a monocle emoji for every interception Purdy threw. He's been hating on him. And look, like I said. How, but how is Cam trying to say that wasn't done in like a spiteful way? Like, what? I was just, it's like, we all know people that argue that way. They say some rude stuff. and like, what? What are Doesn't you talking that about? Does that imply 
You see? You see what I'm saying? Does everybody see this? Everybody watching what I'm seeing right now? I'm, I told I, you. I'm taking it as Cam Newton saying, like, ha ha, told you so. Look at this guy throwing picks. Ha 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 ha. Meanwhile, Cam's making it seem like, and again, I said, we all have friends or family that argue this way. They'll say some rude stuff and be like, what? I, I, what do you mean? That's not what I meant. And I'm like, I know what you meant, Cam Newton. Keep and then listening. your mom will say something like, well, if the shoe fits. Uh, keep listening. Said what I said, or in this case, I emoji what I emoji. Um, now, Depot, my God, been a fan, still a fan. You must stop the cap, bro. I, <laughs> like, now, my point is this you said something like, Cam, stop calling my phone. I'm like, y'all got your number? That ain't, whoever calling you, that ain't my phone calling you. And it was so believable that I had to go back on my. I said, hold on. Well, pause, pauses now. So he's now saying, yo, I never texted you. Now now we start thinking, you know, is someone catfishing Debo Samuel pretending to be Cam Newton? I think that's what's happening. I do believe that side of the story. I do believe that, yeah. But Debo came up with the receipts and he posted the conversations between him and Cam. Are they real or not? We don't know. Now, Debo, the latest is that was he pranked with fake Cam Newton texts? I think that's the case. I do. I do believe Cam Newton in this story. Even though I said he's a little aggravating lately, I do believe him here. Debo is saying, well, here, Debo then produced, as they say, the receipts, and he put out there. The tweets, it's, yo, Debo, it's Cam. Trying to have you on the pod the next few weeks. Hit me back. Who this? is Cam. You trying to hop on? I don't know. Who is this? Cam Newton killer? <laughs> and then, <laughs> then, he, then he writes, F you, Debo. Laughing emoji. Uh, good game tonight, bro. And there's like a little interaction. And Debo thinks he's talking to Cam Newton. And by the way, there's a very specific font, too, that... I don't know, implies that it's Cam. Like it, 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 It's implied that Cam Newton uses that kind of font. So who, who's ever messing with him knows. I think that's a little suspect too. But, again, when it comes to being a quarterback, and, again, we'll, we'll take your phone calls at 877-99 on Fox. This is Cam Newton, Debo B for text message back and forth they had. Cam Newton just puts so much emphasis on his physicalities, <laughs> his, his yeah. difference-making abilities. And to me, no one's going to question that Cam Newton was a superior athlete and his athleticism was unlimited. But does that really mean anything? I mean, look at Tom Brady. What, did he have all well, these amazing physical attributes? No, but he won, and that's all yeah, that matters. I, I heard and that. Brock Purdy still... In the hunt yeah. for a Super Bowl. So it's almost like, hey, man, just just let's just see what happens before you get on this dude for not being a difference maker. I heard Dak Prescott commenting about how his name is still in the MVP mix. Mm -hmm. And Dak said, you know, listen, my numbers, you know, from what I from what I hear is if he, you know, he didn't know, you know, they're impressive. But quarterbacks are judged on winning. Dak Prescott said that one of your, you know. I mean, but that's how it should be judged. It's the game of winning. So, you know, when Cam Newton judges quarterbacks on their physical attributes, to me that doesn't make any sense. So 
I, I got to ask you the big the bigger question. There's so many angles you could go with Cam Newton and Debo here, but my question goes like this, Kavina. Now this applies to your coworkers, your wife, your mama. Do you have to get the back of someone close to you, even if you don't truly believe it? Or do you think Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, do you think all these superstars genuinely believe in Brock Purdy? Or do you think when Debo's fighting with not only, by the way, Cam Newton, Debo is mixing it up in a playful way with Micah Parsons of the Cowboys, always defending Brock Purdy. Do you think Debo really feels that way? I mean, his numbers are good. He's getting to, you know, Brock Purdy's number two in passing yards this year, which means people are getting the ball. Hey, so it's bro, not like it's not like wide receivers. Even the so-called best. Even the so-called best. We're going to debate who is the best later on in the show. But even the so-called best, Patrick Mahomes, has had an off season and had some bad games. He's lost a lot of games this season. So why why would you hold that against Purdy when – He's proven he could win. Yeah. He's not. He's yeah. not entitled to a few bad games. He had a bad game. Even the and, best and, had a bad. Few even, bad games. even Kyle Shanahan said three of those four interceptions were unfortunate. One was a terrible. You're judging read. the guy on his reputation, not what he's doing on the field. It's, it's a little unfair. So we'll take your feedback next at eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. Whether it's when your wife does something you know, questionable or your mom or your coworker, your friends or family, do you always have the back of your quote? teammate and do do you think Debo George Kittle Trent Williams all these superstar pro bowl guys that are all talking so highly of Brock do they really mean it are we going to fast forward 10 years from now at some football convention and be like yeah you know like Brock was good but maybe you know I I had to talk him up back then I I don't know Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Right, right. Friday with CNR in for Dan Patrick. Always fun. Yeah. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And please continue to hang out with us starting Monday, regular time. Nope, starting Tuesday. Oh, yeah, Tuesday. You're right. Tuesday, 2 to 4. Forgot holiday weekend. Happy holidays, everybody. 2 to 4 on the West, 5 to 7 on the East, Cavino and Rich. And, of course, wherever you stream your podcast, just search Cavino and Rich. Yo, yo, really quick. pod overpromised. You know what you can do on Monday? I'm going to post Covino and Rich the best of 2023 on our podcast feed. Yeah, it was on the air for Christmas Day here at the network. And Covino had the idea to put it over to our feed. So, yeah. yeah Let's do it. Let's do that. It's really, our- really funny. And I'm not just saying that because I'm paid to say it. Thank you, <laughs> Thank Danny. You, Danny. Great uh, job on that, by the way. Our best of 2023 listen out on Monday. And speaking of 2023, we're going to go over our favorite moment of the year this hour, plus what you need to watch this weekend. Now, before we get to your favorite moments, and when I say favorite moments, let's get the phones going. 877 on Fox. Not, man, my favorite moment was, you know, when, I don't know, the Rangers won the World Series. Like, no, like a funny moment, like a fun, silly moment in the world of sports. Like, if you're going to mention the Rangers, you have to say, you have to say, my favorite moment was Creed emerging. Thanks for giving my answer, you bozo, bonehead. Creed was your number one answer? Yeah, Yeah, we're live in Mercedes-Benz Studios again, Cavino and Rich. The Mercedes-Benz Holiday Love Celebration is here. With arms wide open. Yeah, I don't love Rich. Uh, (laughs) Blabber lips, blubber lips. Uh, Incredible offers on exceptional vehicles you're bound to love, like the EQB, C-Class, or the EQE SUV. Find an exclusive offer on a vehicle you'll adore now through January 2nd. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash special offers. And this year, resolve to keep your family safer than ever with Simply Safe. Dan Patrick trusts Simply Safe with his home, and he recommends it to everybody. Save 20% on your new system with a fast protect plan by visiting simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. And again, the number's 877-99-ON-FOX. All right, get those phone calls rolling. We'll talk about our favorite moment in the world of sports in 2023. But before we give ours and before we take your phone calls, I just want to mention real quick, like, 
just in your own life with dating, work, any anything, how circumstantial opportunity is. How circumstantial anything really is, right? Like, I, I don't know what made me think of this. I, I was, believe Danny G's boy, Antonio Pierce, gave credit to that before anything else. Opportunity. Opportunity, baby. That's why I'm here. Like, yeah. yeah, he probably mentioned that, I'm sure. He absolutely has. Yeah, he a, did a, after the Chiefs W, yeah. Yep. After the you know, win over the Chiefs. The opportunity some get that others don't. And, again, it, it could do... It could have to do with everything from dating to the job opportunities you have to sports teams and players. I I thought of this because I'm scrolling through headlines today besides just sports, and I saw Ariana Grande with that little nerdy dude she's dating, Ethan Slater. Yeah, He played played SpongeBob on Broadway or something. Yeah, listen, I'm not trying to knock the guy. I'm sure he's a a swell fella. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but this... I'll be honest, the guy that looks like old Dweebus is dating Ariana Grande because they happen to be in the same Broadway hey. show and they were working on something together. It's all circumstance, and I'm telling Danny G off the air. Him and Benny Blanco are giving hope to a lot of guys out there. Benny Blanco, super talented, but what a goofy-looking dude to be with Selena Gomez. But I do love Benny Blanco. He was great on the show Dave. He's very great. He's yeah, fantastic. He's super talented. Funny but, as hell, too, on Instagram. But, and I'll just leave it at that. Now, uh, Nick Cope turned... His last update was saying, who, Nick, who again is starting for the Minnesota Vikings? A Jaron Hall. Not Jared. Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall. Rookie now, out of BYU. N- no offense to Jaron Hall. Much like a Brock Purdy, a guy that probably thought, man, I'd be lucky if I ever sniffed the NFL field. If I ever suited up, if I was more than a practice squad player, that would almost be a victory. Tommy DeVito style. Tommy DeVito is a circumstance of Daniel Jones getting hurt, Terod Taylor, and everyone in line, hurt, hurt, hurt. I get a chance. It is so circumstantial, the fact that a guy like Jaron Hall is getting an opportunity this Sunday in a must-win, try-to-make-the-playoffs Minnesota Vikings scenario. Meanwhile, a guy like Trey Lance, who thought he was going to be the future of the 49ers, gets hurt, they put him Purdy and Jimmy G and... We know that story. He, he got gets, the opportunity, though. It's, it's, it's a two-part sort you know, of formula. I mean, it's, it's the opportunity and then what you do with yeah, it. But, yeah, but a, a slight opportunity. But now he's sitting behind Dak, and they're talking about Dak getting some huge extension for the Cowboys. So a guy like Trey Lance must be thinking, well, is that it? Like, So I'm, I'm sitting here doing nothing, but Jaron Hall starting this Sunday? There's guys on your favorite baseball team that aren't everyday players, and you know they got to be thinking, man, if I was on the the Tigers or the uh, Marlins, I'd be playing every day. I mean, I know I'm stating the obvious, but it is more so evident than ever before this year in the NFL with, I believe, more backups used than ever before. So what are you saying? Like, if we would have crossed paths with Ariana Grande, it could have been us? I'm just saying, like, it's all circumstance and where you are and who you are associating with right it's about getting that opportunity really is but again it's about what you do with it brock purdy the pastronaut dobbs who you know he's grand opening grand closing for him everyone that we're talking about joe flacco every story we've been bringing up all has to do with a unique opportunity that only applied to them 
And there are guys that are like, well, where's my chance? You don't think a guy like Trey Lance is a little sour grapes? Like, everyone around me is playing, and, you know, here I am. I was the I was the number three pick. The 49ers pretty much told me I'm their guy moving forward. They traded all this for me, and I'm just holding a clipboard for Dallas, and they're about to give their QB1 some big deal in the offseason? That stinks. But again, opportunity. For all we know, in five years from now, Trey Lance gets a chance in, I don't know, Cincinnati, and uh, he's a star. But it's all circumstance, and that applies to your life with your career, your relationships, who you date, your family members. So many things are just circumstantial. So as Antonio Pierce said, when those opportunities present themselves, you have to take them and give it your all and, and know that they don't come often. Yeah, he, he spoke uh, about opportunity. It was great because, again, he's making it happen. He's in great position to now get that job. I'm not trying to be And tongue. speaking of being great position, you also have to put yourself – positions don't happen magically all yeah. the time. You know, because we did give a lot of examples where a lot of things had to happen for that opportunity. There's a lot of times where you have to put yourself in position – for that opportunity. Of course. Listen, dude, I'm not trying to be Gary Vaynerchuk or Tony Robbins. I'm not trying to be motivational uh, Rich Davis I mean, here. I'm just saying, like. Dude, it's a big part of the game. I, 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 I'm I, feeling you. But it. as we see Joey Flacco doing what he did last night, and as you see, uh, like when I heard Nick Cope say, this Sunday, Jerron Hall starting. I'm like, here's a guy that put himself in a position like, I, I just exactly. need a chance. And now he's getting a chance. Brock Purdy, last pick overall. Do you think that guy ever thought. In his wildest dreams, when he was at home and then he got the call from John Lynch, like, yeah, Brock, we're taking you with the last pick, Mr. Irrelevant. Do you think he thought that he'd be an MVP candidate two years later and on a team that in Vegas is favored to win it all? No chance in hell. It's just opportunity. Let's go to James in Vegas. What's going on, man? Kavino and Rich in for Dan Patrick. Oh, did we lose James? He dropped. Rich, I think what you're saying is when opportunity knocks – you need to answer something yeah, but, like that, but no one answers anymore. Their door, they, they hear, they see the ring doorbell, they hide and they look on their phone. Like, who's here? What's I really here? feel like you're getting at something. Nah, well, anyway, I'm done being motivating. Let's go over our top moments from 2023 in the world of sports. Now, again, let me shamelessly promote. It's what we're good at. Cavino and Rich put ourselves in position for this Dan Patrick opportunity, and I want to put myself in position to get more listeners. As we fill in, yeah, look we're at on that. every day, and we have a podcast. Well, we have a pod, two podcasts. Our best of podcasts. Check that out anytime. Mm-hmm. Our best of the week. We have our year end best of airing on Monday. But wherever you stream your podcast, just search Cavino and Rich. Hit the follow. It costs you nothing. Yeah. If you like it, send it to your friends. That's all we want for the holidays. Yeah. But we also have a bonus podcast that you could listen to and you could watch. It's on Fox Sports Radio's YouTube page. It airs twice a week. And we did one yesterday, bonus podcast, and it's our top moments of 2023, according to us. The ones that stood out to us the most. So we figured, hey, we're not going to do our top 10 countdown here on the show. We already did that on our bonus pod, but let's all pick our own personal favorite moments. By the way, if you want to see the top 23, the link is on our social media at Covino and Rich. When we're done with the show today, check it out and watch it for yourself. You can see what you hear. Let me kick it to Danny G first. Let's, yeah. uh, you know, Danny G, the super producer himself. If I were to say, Danny, your favorite moment. And I said, the fun here, Kavino, is we're, we're, we're going to give one serious thing and one fun thing. This is yeah. not a, this is not a, 
you know, uh, everyone has a serious answer. But what are your favorite moments of 2023 in the world of sports? Well, we started off in preseason talking about Josh McDaniels and would he last even half the season. And I told you guys that he seemed like he was a little bit more. He was definitely more fun in the preseason. He opened up the playbook. Nah. He was more playful. And then as soon as the regular season started, he had that constipated look on his face. <laughs> and the whole team seemed backed up. And so Mark Davis finally came to his senses, and the whole organization took a big number two and cleaned a house in the front office there for AP, who shows up to work in a slammed 6'4 Impala, referenced NWA at his first press conference. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Immediately, the culture in the locker room changed. And I just remember being on a natural high for like two weeks after that hire. And look at how far he's come now with that defense, especially in Las Vegas. For me, that's my favorite memory of 2023. You're right, Danny J. And they leaned into that locker room adjustment. They yeah. leaned into that change. And we talked Stogies about it all. Yeah, that was fun. That was definitely a major turning point for the organization and for you. Yeah, and so that's the serious one. Now the fun one, this started, this kicked off the year when we were at Radio Row for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I'll call this Chasing Purdy. <laughs> chasing Purdy's your favorite <laughs> moment, huh? It, it's the funniest one, I think, because I've never seen an NFL quarterback look more scared and nervous, and this is not in the pocket with – you know, a pass rusher yeah, coming not, to... Not uh, Micah Parsons. Yeah. Rich not, Davis. <laughs> not Parsons coming to break your leg, but Rich Davis chasing you down a stairwell at a VIP event so that he could shake your hand and claim he's your biggest fan when just uh, hours earlier he was all over Jimmy G on the radio. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, if you're new to CNR, uh, what made this even better was the next day, we're telling the story live on Radio Row on the network on our show. And as we're telling the story... Purdy and his entourage walk up the aisle right in front of our stage. So they're hearing the loudspeakers. They're listening to us recap the story about what happened the night before with Rich scaring Purdy like a stalker in a stairwell. That, that, was, a, that was a fun moment of 2023. The best timing ever. Cavino. Yeah. What comes well, to mind for you, buddy boy? I was going to say, and I meant it, when Adolis Chapman dominated the Astros, led the Rangers, Creed, the whole storyline, but you already gave that one away. Yeah, yeah. That was just stupid and fun. It was a little mix of both, to be honest, because the Rangers won their first, and it was like the comeback of Creed. Who would have predicted that? Now they're on tour. Can you take me higher? So I'll, I'll switch it up a little bit, and I'll say that, because no one's going to say this, one of the fun but cool moments for me as a fight fan was seeing Francis Ngannou in the ring. I feel like it went under the radar. It really did. Here's a fight we all thought was more of a spectacle. Like, who really cares? We're sort of over that thing. Francis Ngannou, former UFC heavyweight champion, a real serious mixed martial artist, a guy who could punch. He gets in the ring. His first ever boxing match professionally with Tyson Fury, dude, and almost handed him his first loss. Knocked him out, knocked wild. him down in the third round. Tyson Fury hits the canvas. Looked like he didn't take him as serious as he should have. And one, one judge actually scored it for Ngannou. He almost won that fight, dude. And they put on such a show. And all the greatest boxers of our time were all there to witness it. And it went under the radar. But it was a big moment because I feel like Francis Ngannou is really going to change up the heavyweight division in the year to come. 
Like, now he's part of the mix. Like, we just saw Anthony Joshua win. Well, let's see him fight Ngannou. We just saw Deontay Wilder lose. Let's see him fight Ngannou. Ngannou's in the mix moving forward. So I thought that was a really cool moment that went under the radar as a fight fan. Again, seeing the possibilities between the mixed martial arts and the boxers, seeing the worlds collide, that was one of the best. Now, as far as fun, Rich, and stupid, yeah. The Tommy DeVito story for me, you know, again, it's, <laughs> it's, it's current, great, right? It's current, it's recent, and honestly, it was like three weeks of awesome, especially as a kid from Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey. I really felt like that was a kid that I would have went to high school with, and just seeing his whole family. Anytime you see the family excited about their kid playing well in the big leagues or the NFL, it's always a heart tugger, always a fun moment. But how he leaned into the Tommy Cutlets thing, his agent, Sean Stiletto, we didn't know that guy. He became a character. The storylines involved in the Tommy DeVito story um, just provided three weeks of fun for everybody. It gave the Giants fans something to root for. And it's also interesting to see, well, what happens next for a guy like that? You know, he didn't do anything that terrible where he got benched. He didn't stink it up. He played well. Does he become a solid backup? Moving forward, what happens there? I'm excited to see that in 2024. So my two stories are Nganu changing the heavyweight division and Tommy DeVito. It was a lot of fun. Spot, you got any that come to mind for you? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I got two good ones. Okay, One, my sort of serious story, but we witnessed it firsthand, which was I think one of our f- most fun experiences of the year, is Messi coming to the U.S., Oh, that was awesome. Oh, we were at the game. We went to LAFC. We had his first game in LA. And I I just seeing the hype, everyone in LA wearing these messy jerseys, just making it such a huge story of the year. I know soccer, you know, we're not huge soccer people. I mean, Ted Lasso, great finale this year. Great finale this year. My favorite show. Uh, And I think my, this fun story just stands out to me. I know it's not the biggest one, but... um, Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan. I know we talked about that a lot on just, this show. Just, story. just the just idea the, that Michael Jordan's son right? is banging Scottie Pippen's ex-wife and now they're ma- getting it married. Just, like Everything about it's like, what? It just yeah, created a lot of head scratching, a lot of like, oh my God, a lot of like reactions from Jordan throughout the year. It's just It was just a funny story to kind of like follow the fabric of oh, pop those culture. Those are the stories that we love to lean into. At, look, as guys on the radio, we yeah. love stories like that. And just as a guy at the barbershop gives you something to talk about. Like, yo, can you believe this so that's that's a great story for sure man uh perfect you want to chime in nick cope what do you guys got yeah so i think for serious story uh spotty is absolutely right on Lionel messi i'm a big soccer guy after football but with that off the board i've got to lean tennis and i'm like split here i think i'm going to go for coco golf i'm thinking i'm going to go for coco golf at the u.s open i almost wanted to say carlos alcarez being a legend at Wimbledon, you could go either way in that, in my yeah. opinion. But Coco that was a great Goff, watch, by the way. Al- oh, Alcaraz. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, but Coco Goff, just the heart and passion she plays with, the the whole story of her. I just, I, I, I don't know what it is. Women's tennis has always drawn me in more, maybe because I was such a big Serena fan. So seeing Coco Goff's rise and win at the U.S. Open really feels like the serious great moment for me in 2023. But my real one is the funny one. And that is the legacy. That is the chase that we did as a country 
with the University of Michigan trying to figure out where Connor Stallions is, going back, playing Where's Waldo, finding him on the sneaking yeah, into college funny. football games on the <laughs> sidelines. And this entire I feel like it's such a non-story saga, story, right? This entire saga around the University of Michigan that they had this guy who was just <laughs> blatantly going to games and stealing signs and we're just still and people are still in denial about the University of Michigan and what they were doing just because it's Michigan like what are we talking about here it is the most blatant cheating scandal since the Astros and we've got a guy dressing up like freaking Waldo pretending he's on the staff for Central Michigan that is a good story of 2023 Nick Cope you want to add any bud yeah, you know, Chris Chris took mine there with Michigan. I thought just that week where there was just a new detail every day about Connor Stallions, I mean, let alone the guy's name, Connor Stallions. Yeah. <laughs> it's just outstanding. So, yeah, yeah, Chris, Chris took mine there. So hey, you guys all had good ones. I, I didn't really have anything else to add. I, I got I got a few. I'm going to say. How about when Mac McClung won the slam dunk contest? Uh, oh, crap. That was. That was that, no. That's way, the inv- fun part of these. You forget. Like, invited well, back. so long ago. Yeah, right? Even though back. he's a G-leaguer, he's invited back. He's invited back to defend the title um i have a few you know i don't want to break the rules but i got, I got a few I'll, I'll throw an extra one in for nick cope i mean the serious ones you could say what coach prime did for college football we talked about him at nauseum like i mean we, we talked about coach prime every day coach prime bull junk was Kavino's favorite word for a month of his life bull yeah, junk we, we said bull junk probably more than any other word uh in 2023 bull junk so coach prime and yeah they started out Hot, and then they lost their last six. But I, I thought that was just a great story. And as far as great stories that were serious, it sort of had a sad ending. But we followed the journey of Aaron Rodgers for months. Hard knocks, the ayahuasca, the Ugh. decision, e- everything uh. leading up to what? Four plays? That was like the most anticlimactic thing I've ever seen in my life. Ever. ever. Get tired and, and, just thinking and about it. And never went away. Yeah. And, and again, the storyline continued. Dude wasn't even playing, and we still talked about him. For the entire year. Now, as far as the fun story of 2023, I got well, I got one that's a real quickie, and I have a late entry, Kavino. A late entry because okay. it happened this week. Oh, I can't wait. My favorite moment of 2023 was when your guy, John Sterling, got hit by a, a ball. Oh. Ow. Ow. Oh, it hit me. <laughs> After Ow. all those years of broadcasting for the Yankees, it is high, it is far. A foul ball, and you hear Sterling in, in his typical Captain Crunch voice. Mm, ow. That, to me, <laughs> I know it's a, a just a, a moment. It's a second of 2023, but that second where he got hit and he goes, mm, ow. Oh, don't, don't forget, guys, a moment we were part of live in Las Vegas, Wemby Mania. Oh, yeah. That was something that I'll remember back to 2023. Oh, dude, what about when Wemby uh, and Britney Spears had their Yes, <laughs> right? That right? was leading into that NBA Con oh, weekend. Dude, I forgot about that story. That's yeah. a huge story that we forgot about, yes. for sure. When Wemby and Britney Spears had their Vegas encounter. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.